dreams. You, you mentioned him being a childhood hero of yours, but what did it mean to kind of have the relationship with him that you did? Yo! Uh, that meant everything to me. Um, to know that uh, anytime I could text him or call him, he'd pick up the phone. Um, you know, he was like a big brother for me. Uh, and for me, like I said, it was everything because I grew up idolizing the guy. I really couldn't say anything bad about him. You know, I worshiped the ground he worked on, and then walked on and then, you know, to be able to be in LA and establish a relationship with him was, was amazing for me, so. What's going on? This is Jealous from Nick Time Show, giving you that Nick's talk, just in Nick of Time. And we didn't record last week, so I don't know if we're just in Nick of Time this week. Uh, you know, but we back. We are back this week. We had to yes, take sir. a week off. Yeah. You know, the Kobe news. It, it kind of hit home. Yeah, it hit home a little bit. Yeah. Shocked some, some people, so we stayed home and, you know. We kind of had to kind of gather our thoughts there, but we we back, man. We gonna just talk talk some Knicks and even talk some Kobe. Yes, and, sir. You know, talk more about the celebration. You know, celebrate his life more, man. Cause I know you guys been hearing about a bunch of the Kobe things all week. So I just wanna you know big the guy up, man. So thoughts yeah. on Kobe for you, Ryan, man. Well, the thoughts I have on Kobe is that it's kind of funny because when I was a kid growing up. You know, I always say, like, I'm a Knicks fan, but Michael Jordan was pretty much my favorite player of all time. Traitor. <laughs> <laughs> they care! <laughs> and, like, it, and, like, it didn't matter. Like, it didn't matter how many times Michael Jordan beat the Knicks. It was, like, that was the only pedal like, that I gave a pass to because I was, like, yo, Michael Jordan, like, he's the greatest I've ever seen as a kid. And then here comes Kobe now. Mm-hmm. And this dude is emulating Jordan. Yeah, all and those I, moves, the shakes, and the fadeaways. Exactly. Ways. And then, like, I'm watching him as a kid, like, elementary to, like, high school, and I'm like, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, he 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 looked like Jordan, but he ain't Jordan, though, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and especially those Lakers teams, like, with Shaq, and they would win the championships back to back to back. I, I couldn't stand those Lakers teams, man. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a yeah. sign of a champion. You're a great, you're really great if you can't stand you. That's how I feel Exactly, but then it's funny though because like as I got older and more mature, and then you know I saw Kobe go without Shaq and really like show like how great he truly is. Mm -hmm. Then that's when I truly gained respect for him, and then it, it went from like I couldn't stand Kobe to I actually love watching Kobe play. Yeah, you know, and yeah, man, like that dude, he he was just he was just great, man. Like to me, he's top three all time next to like Jordan and LeBron. Yeah, a lot of people regard him as a superhero just because of his work ethic and the inhuman things he does on the court. Like, even he had a, like a sixty-one point game at the Garden, and I was watching some video, and as a coach kind of talked to his the players, like, "Hey, hey, guys, keep playing the same defense. You know, sooner or mm -hmm. later he's gonna have to come back to Earth." Yeah, <laughs> and he never came back to Earth. Nah. <laughs> he dropped sixty-one points on us. Kind of fitting though, you know. First points Kobe's ever scored was at the Garden. Mm -hmm. First free throw ever scored. First point was one of three throw. Second game of his career. Yep. And sixty one points. He's never left the earth, man. Mm -hmm. he, he's never came down, and he's up there right now with his daughter. So condolences to everybody in the family, to Kobe, his yeah. daughter, the other people who lost their life. Man, surely be missed, but definitely, definitely, you have left an impact on this earth bigger than you know and inspired a lot of kids to 
copy your moves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, emulate you, emulate your work ethic, and I, I feel like you were starting to get into that next phase of your life where you was passing on game, too. Exactly. So, shout-out to Kobe. Shout-out to, to Georgia G as well. Mm-hmm. And bless everybody who lost their life, man. And yeah, most definitely. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah got that out of the way. <laughs> Ooh. I know it's weird. It's, it's yeah, weird. Yeah, like, it, uh, it is. Yeah, man. Well, yeah. yeah. Speaking of Kobe, because of that, the um, R.J. Barrett does not want to be called... Maple Mamba anymore, man. You, you see, like, that I don't agree with. And this is the reason why. Because I feel like, I understand, like, he wants to pay his respects to Kobe. And and I, and I guess I feel like, I, and I guess he feels in a way like him being called the, Ma- the Maple Mamba is kind of like in a way, not, not that it's disrespecting Kobe, but it's like, there's only one Mamba. You right, know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and he feels a need to, um... Retire it, but I feel like if you really, tr- if you truly want to honor Kobe, be great. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Keep keep that nickname and prove why you deserve that exactly. nickname. Exactly. You know like, what I'm saying? I'm going to be the one. I'm yeah. going to bring the chips. I'm going to bring the work ethic. I'm not going to quit. And I mean, that's kind of, that's pretty much why a lot of people loved RJ in the first place because mm-hmm. whenever he talks, he kind of has that maturity level of a guy who's not just, you know, a teenager, but he's kind of wise beyond his years, and he's yeah. always going to work, just like Kobe did. And, you know what, congratulations to RJ as well, because yeah. he has <laughs> he's made the Rising Stars game, man. Yes. Nick, only Nick to be in the All-Star game weekend. Mm-hmm. Shout out to RJ, well-deserved. Uh, I know he's down Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He's hyper extended his ankle. He hasn't been playing lately, but I read reports that said that he will be back in time for the Rising Stars game. He will be on Team World. Well, obviously, obviously, but falling <laughs> out Team World. Yeah, <laughs> um, representing for the Knicks. So shout out to you. Shout out to RJ, man. Yeah, most definitely. And yo, bring that heat, man. Represent the Knicks. Yeah, man. We want to see. Well. Not 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 really say dunk on people because no nah, no nah, I want to say dunk on people no <laughs> it, it because I mean it's it's like an exhibition game so people run up and down the court people not really trying to get you know posterized and things like that man, but, <laughs> man put everybody on a poster but man. I, but I just want to see him deep in his bag like pull out all the tricks get get deep in your bag so I want to see I want to see at least drop twenty at least drop twenty oh definitely gonna drop twenty first and foremost second of all he should posterize somebody I don't know like listen. RJ made, you know, the Rising Star game. He's in Team World. We're looking at over at the the other team, mm-hmm. and we're realizing that hey, there's a guy missing on that team. Yeah. Like I don't remember who who's the center on 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 Team USA for for the Rising Stars game. I gotta, I gotta recheck. <laughs> you gotta recheck that. Yeah, I gotta recheck that. You know, um, yeah, please, because, because it's not, and it's not on the top of my head okay. right now. Okay. Well, here's, here's what I'm. This is all I'm saying. RJ has to dunk on somebody. Dunk on that guy. All right, because <laughs> Mitchell Robinson should be in the Rising Stars game, and my guy got snubbed. He probably has the highest plus minus out of any center in the Rising Stars game. Period. Yes. He is made for tall. He's made for the All Star game. You're going to be throwing lobs all day. Who else better to throw lobs to than my guy Mitchell Robinson? Exactly. Like, that just makes no sense. Okay, makes- so here is the um the U.S. team. Mm-hmm. Here's the big men. 
They don't really have they don't really have quote unquote big men. They have on the a bunch squad. of forwards. Yeah, exactly. I think they have like one center. Like maybe maybe the tallest guy on the team is Jaron Jackson, and he's like maybe six ten, six eleven, but not but he's not even a center. He's like a power forward. If you if you're really gonna classify him. Yeah. So I mean like, yeah, there's like no big men on the US team. So yeah, you could pretty much say the same for the world team too. There's there's not many big men beside well, beside DeAndre Aiden. Bruh. Man, whatever. Mitch, Mitch Robinson should be in the Rising Stars game. It, it, it's fair to say that Mitch Robinson came out. He said he does not care. Mm-hmm. That he just can continue to work. And then if he gets recognized, he gets recognized. Which I understand, but mm-hmm. I want, I would rather see him in the game. Yeah. And continue to work, especially on your jump shot. Yes, sir. <laughs> money, money, make it Mitch. Yep. All right. Yes. So the news. The Knicks have doubled down again. They have said that Marcus Morris and the Knicks have mutual interest this summer. They want to resign the to resign Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris wants to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of teams who are interested in trading for him, and it seems like uh, it's not going to happen. He might remain a Nick. I talked to some people. Some people like think, oh. The Knicks are posturing mm-hmm. and they don't really want to be here. Like, they don't, I mean, the Knicks are posturing. They don't really want to keep him, mm-hmm. but they're just trying to drive his price up. Yeah. What say to you, Ryan? Do you think they're trying to rise his price up? Or? I mean, that would make sense because, I mean, if, you, if you're going to talk, if you're going to look at the players on the roster and think about the players that have the most value, like Marcus Morris is one of the, it's one of those players. And you have to at least give the impression that you're, you're not looking to trade him. You know what I'm saying? You have to at least give the impression to the people out there that, you know, we're trying to keep him, you know, and there's going to be mutual interest to resign him in the summer. You know, so now teams that's coming in for Marcus Morris is like, okay, so if we really want this guy on our team, we're going to have to give up more than what we want to give up. I mean, it would work if, if the Knicks are doing that and playing that little mind chess game to kind of drive up his, his trade value, mm-hmm. I will applaud them. My gut tells me, uh-huh. no, <laughs> they really want to keep him. Yeah. And because, you know, he is our most efficient player. He's been the closer. You see what he did the last game mm-hmm. uh, versus the Pacers, a game that we're supposed to lose. Yeah. I think they don't want to lose that. I think they don't want to lose that. Mm-hmm. I think the front office is trying to keep their job, and they're going to do any and everything to keep their job, and that's including keeping Marcus Morris here. I'm kind of really afraid for the future of this team and what direction these guys really are trying to go when after mm-hmm. the trade deadline. Man. I'm really afraid to see like what direction they take because mm-hmm. it seems like from the reports that I'm reading, looking at who we're interested in, it just seems like they're just going for the win mm-hmm. and they're ignoring the development altogether even though they said, you know, oh, we have to try to do both. Like, no, it seems... Mm-hmm. Knox is playing 11, is down to like 11 points a game now. Yeah. So I think that's out the window. I think Marcus Morris is staying. I think it's a done deal. My whole thing is that, first of all, if Marcus Morris is deciding to stay in New York, I don't know what they're selling him. But... <laughs> oh, I know what they're selling him. They're selling him jump shots. He, yo, there you go, Marcus, you're getting all the shots you want. If we trade you to the Clippers, you ain't getting the ball. Who's getting mm-hmm. the ball? Who's getting the ball? Kawhi PG. Kawhi PG. Lou. Lou. Exactly. Montrez. Montrez. You fifth, bro. You're not number one option. You're the number one option on the Knicks. You ain't number one option on the Clippers. Yeah. I, I, I think he wants to shot. He wants the shots. But it, but but it's like as a veteran though, it's like, don't you want to win? You know what I'm saying? Like, 
you know, because I'm like, before you even came to the Knicks, you were on the Celtics where you were, where you were, where you were at least close to winning a championship. You know what I'm saying? But then it's like, you come to Knicks. So to me, it's like, it's either you staying here for selfish reasons or they must have sold you some worldly plan. And they're like, mm-hmm. you know what? Within a couple of seasons, if you stay, we're going to be a great team and you're going to have a chance to win. Two things. One, yes, worldly plan. I think it's definitely one of the things in his mind because he keeps saying that he wants to stay here mm-hmm. to see this thing be turned around. And even when they got these guys with like Marcus, Mark, with Marcus Morris, Julius Randle, and Elfrid Payton, and these guys, the plan was to compete yeah. and sneak into the playoffs. Let's 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 not forget that at the beginning of the season, we didn't talk about this. This is not even a docket. Beginning of the season, the front office came to this team and told them, "Hey, anything less." then the playoffs is a disappointment. So, yes. Yes. Yes, Ryan, yes. <laughs> He's expecting. He's expecting that. See, he wants mm-hmm. he wants it all. And you know what else I think? Mm-hmm. He, don't want, he doesn't want to be... He doesn't want to have the Kyrie syndrome. Okay. You know what I mean? Do you know what I mean by the Kyrie syndrome? You know what I mean by the Kyrie syndrome? The Kyrie syndrome, he does not want to be in somebody else's shadow. Oh, I feel you. Kyrie Irving has been in LeBron's shadow ever since LeBron came to the Cavs. He's always felt like, hey, I can lead a team. Mm -hmm. I have more to prove. And as a person who has goals sometimes, you want to prove to everybody else, yo, I got it. He ain't do much leading in Boston, though. He ain't do because he didn't have the opportunity. I wouldn't say that. He was leader. He was leader on the Celtics. He was kind of leading on the Celtics, but not really. What, Al Horford was? Yeah, I mean, listen, yeah, Kyle Horford, Kyrie, whenever he came back, like, he had, there was other people in the pecking order. Like, he mm-hmm. wasn't, when he, when he's on the Knicks now, he's the clear-cut, you're taking the last shot guy. Oh, well, you mean the Nets? Mm-hmm. You said the Knicks, so I was like, you mean the Nets? Wait, wait, no, you, so, I'm talking about, I'm talking about when Marcus Morris was on on Celtics. Oh, oh it was I a got pecking you. order. Oh, I got you. I got you. It was a pecking order. Like mm-hmm. you were there, but you're not there. When people were talking about the Celtics, they were talking about Kyrie. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I was saying. Like Kyrie was a leader on the Celtics. Right. He yeah. was. He wants to be a leader. Is what I'm saying. He wants oh, to be the leader. Oh, I got you. I got you. All he right. wants to be the leader, and he wants to be the guy who takes the last shots. He doesn't want to be the guy in somebody mm-hmm. else's shadow. When Kyrie was on the Cavs, he was mm-hmm. in LeBron James' shadow. Mm-hmm. And he left to get out of that shot to be the man, to be the one to lead, to be the one to take the last shots. Yeah. Right now, he is that guy on the Knicks, for better or for worse. And I don't think he wants to go back to that life of being the third guy. It, it might change next season, though, because if the Knicks get a legit point guard out the draft, then it's like, yo, you back to pe- you back to peck order number two. Are you so <laughs> sure, though, Ryan? Knowing what the Knicks are doing, are you so sure that that's going to happen? Hey, we hey we never know, because look at John Moran. Pecking order. Look, look at John Moran. He turned that whole Grizzly team around, yo. You know so, what? So, so it's possible. You're absolutely right. But let me tell you something about John Morant. And let me tell you something about the Knicks right now and the cautionary tale I have for you. Knicks played the Grizzlies this week, right? Mm-hmm. Smacked by John Morant. Yeah. Who was on? Who was the leading point guard on the Grizzlies before John Morant got there? Conley. Boom. Conley was there, right? He was the man. Icto facto man veteran. As soon as they drafted John Morant, they move Conley. Mm-hmm. Why did they move Conley? Doesn't make sense to have him. Doesn't make sense to have him as a backup point guard. John Morant's your new franchise point guard. Boom. 
He's taking all the shots. He's he's taking all the minutes and the shots away from him. Fast forward here, we have R.J. Barrett here. Mm-hmm. He is the third, fourth, fifth option on the team. Yeah. I'm afraid that the longer Marcus Morris and Julius Randle here, he will remain that way. He's going to mm-hmm. be the third, fourth option on the team. Yeah. And their Knicks are not going to give him that reign to go. And to your point before, you were saying, oh, if we draft the top point guard next uh, next season, then Marcus Morris is not going to be like, then Marcus Morris is, is not going to be the guy. Mm-hmm. I beg a differ. I don't, I'm not sure if it's that simple. I'm, I'm not only confident Knicks are just going to give the new guy the keys. Mm-hmm. They even haven't given RJ the keys. Is what I'm saying. Well, I mean, I can, I can kind of see that because it seems like with current management and the coaching staff, like, because they're already not giving the young guys that many minutes at all. Like, the only guy who got who gets minutes as a young player is really R.J. Barrett when he's playing. Right, when he's playing. Yeah, like everybody else, they come off the bench pretty much. So, I mean, yeah, I can see that too. But I just feel like sometimes if a player is so special, like... You can't deny that play. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, I mean, like, I, I, I'm i not saying that the Knicks are going to draft, like, some special point guard and then all of a sudden he's going to come in like John Moran to be so special that the Knicks are going to be like, you know what? You're, you're, you're number one option. You're mm-hmm. going to lead us. But I'm just saying that if something like that does happen, then I can't see how they're going to keep Marcus Morris number one and just, and just deny that point guard the um the keys. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, yo, he's too special. Nah, man, because here's the thing about being special, too. Even sometimes if you are special, you don't have everything figured out day one. Like, you can have flashes, mm-hmm. but you still need room to make mistakes sometimes. Yeah. Like, I think they were talking about, I think I heard a story talking about Russell Westbrook, how Russell Westbrook first got to the OKC, and he just run around real fast, mm-hmm. took up mad shots. People was like, yo, you're going too fast, you're running too fast, you're going too fast. Yeah. And then, but he kind of, he was given free reign to make mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People talk about RJ. RJ, you're not. He's not. People will say, you know, when I say let RJ play, let RJ run the team, people will say he's not ready. Mm-hmm. And my answer to you is, so what? Yeah. Give him free reign to make mistakes like Russell Westbrook did. Mm-hmm. But then 30 times, 30 million times running around with your chick, like a chicken with your head cut off, making mistakes, shooting too fast, he's able to roll through it, grow through it, and now he's more efficient. Yeah. Well, not not shooting threes, but <laughs> you get what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get what I'm saying. In, in, in other areas. In other areas. Yeah. So even though it doesn't really pay off, people keep. And this is my philosophy of life in general. Mm-hmm. People keep wanting like short term. They want short term gratification. Mm-hmm. They want to. They want to put a thousand, They want to put a G in to go to Bermuda mm-hmm. instead of saving that G over four years and buying, a, I don't know, a, two trips to Bermuda. I don't know. Yeah. Or like, or, or like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know, I know. You know what I mean? Buying something bigger that's gonna be yeah, more, yeah, later, yeah, more, yeah, more worthwhile in the exactly. future. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like we have something. We have to kind of find a way to divert ourselves from the short-term mm-hmm. satisfaction of winning an extra 10 games. Yeah. And think more down the line of developing mm-hmm. RJ, developing... Yeah. And I'm scared. I'm scared now. I'm, I'm getting nervous. And it's funny, though, because that just reminded me of something, too, because there was this friend I had, 
like a couple years back, and she said something to me that was so real though, because like we were to, we were having a conversation, right? And ironically enough, it was about kids, right? Mm. And I was like, and like anyone who knows me is like, you know, I ain't ready for kids now. I don't know if I'll be ready for kids in the future. <laughs> you know, like, Damn, right? shut up and the kitties, man. So I'm like, what if that one find you though. Know? <laughs> so, mm. so you know, I'm telling her like, yo, I'm not. I don't. I don't know when I'll be ready for kids or whatever the case may be. Right. I already know what this. Mm. And she was like, well. You know, in life, like you're never really ready for things. You know what I'm saying? Like you just, it just happens, and you just, you know, then you just, you know, go for it. You know what I'm saying? Like I've had this conversation, hmm. <laughs> but but how I, a person but, do I get on this podcast? Anyway. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 the point what I'm trying to make is that like, okay, RJ may not be ready. To lead the team, but it's all like right, I like how you did that. Okay, all yeah, right, exactly. All right, all right. RJ might not be ready to lead the team, but it's like, how are we going to know unless you just throw him out there and have him try to prove exactly. himself? Exactly. Sometimes ready. you just gotta get somebody yeah. pregnant. That's, that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you just gotta get somebody pregnant and go. Hey, <laughs> it's not gonna be me though. But <laughs> she wants your babies, Ryan. You just gave it to her, so that's how. That's, 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 that's why. That's why we not talking no more. So. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> uh, he wasn't ready. Nah. Uh, one day you'll find a special song. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then if that day comes and I feel like, okay, I'm not ready for a kid, but you know, I'm it is what it is. You know, I'm a I'ma try to be a father, then I'll try. <laughs> you try. Oh, yo, no deadbeats in my circle, son. You your father. <laughs> But you, but you know what I'm trying to say, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're trying yeah. to say. I know what you're trying to say. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm yeah. not switching message you. <sighs> All right. <laughs> Speaking of point guards. <laughs> Fatherhood, Lord. Yeah. All right. All right. Speaking of, this is, this is, if you watch the KOT show, this is, this is, this is the reason why. Yeah. <laughs> this is the reason why. Because we, we can weave in life lessons with basketball. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, uh. So shout out, shout out, shout out to our first sponsor of the KOT show. Hey! <laughs> gunshot, gunshot. All right. All right, so shout out to you, our first sponsor, Vital Sleep, man. Is your partner sleeping in a different room because you snore louder than Edson? You ever heard Edson snore? I I never heard him snow, but I but I've heard rumors. He might need this. I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> is your partner sleeping in a different room because you, you snore? Well, are you feeling tired and unproductive because of poor sleep? Reduce your snoring and get your restful sleep with the innovative FDA cleared anti-snoring mouthpiece from Vital Sleep. Vital Sleep helps to quiet embarrassing and healthy snoring. By opening your airway so you can breathe quietly throughout the night. Get better quietly sleep and wake up feeling well rested and ready to cheer on your favorite team. <laughs> and hopefully it's still the Knicks that have been sucking lately. <laughs> but it's alright though, it's alright. Or at least cheer on your favorite pod, whatever. Mm -hmm. The Vital Sleep Snoring Solution is available in sizes for men and women, and easily molds to your teeth for a comfortable fit. Check them out on vitalsleep.com 
promo code KOT20. That is vitalsleep.com. Promo code KOT20. I'm putting the links in the description, by the way, for the for the sponsors. Shout out to you guys. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One more time, one more time. Yes. <laughs> All right, back to basketball. So, speaking of point guards, there's been rumors. Dirty rumors. Not that dirty, but... <laughs> <laughs> rumors that OKC Thunder are sharpening... Shopping, not sharpening. Shopping point guard Dennis... Schroeder. I wanted to say Dennis Smith Jr. so bad. <laughs> I just wanted him out. Yeah. But anyway, shopping Dennis Schroeder, right? Now, Dennis Schroeder, I, I've kind of liked his game mm-hmm. for a long time. He's played with Atlanta. He was a, a, a big guard of Atlanta. Um, he, did, he beat us a lot of times by yeah. himself, usually, seemingly. And now he's with OKC Thunder. And you've also heard that the Knicks are highly interested mm-hmm. in the guard. Now, uh, it's, it's, it's safe to say that Dennis Schroeder is, is doing pretty well. He's like a yeah. six-man of the year candidate so far. Uh, according to Tommy Deer, Deer mm-hmm. he's on case on pace to join Kevin Durant as just the second player in OKC franchise history to shoot 40%, 47% from the floor and 38% from three mm. while attempting at least five three-pointers per game. Yeesh! Nice. Safe to say this guy's balling. Yeah. So, uh, and also, yeah, I looked on, like, the on-off stats, too, of Dennis Schroeder and everybody on the KC team. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because when we're looking at Andre Drummond and that trade possibility, and it looked at, you look at his, his numbers, and it's like, wow, he's putting up good numbers. But he looks like, it looks like fool's goal because he's, like, the sixth most important player on that team mm-hmm. as far as on-off the court stats. When you look at Dennis Schroeder, he's the second most important player on that team mm-hmm. for the OKC Thunder. <clears throat> And OKC is trying to trade them. I just also want to point out that OKC Trump Thunder are trying to trade their veterans, and the Knicks are trying to keep theirs, and they're actually in playoff contention. Yeah. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> what are the Knicks doing? We might have to get Sam Presti in here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Exactly. <laughs> we might have to get Sam Presti in here. I mean, dude has the dude has a Thunder like 30 and 20, and then he has like what six or seven extra draft picks on top of that. Exactly. Which brings me to my first question: What the hell? You know what? No, I won't even get to that. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on Dennis Schroeder being a Nick? You see, th- this is where I'm conf- this is where I'm conflicted because Dennis Schroeder is a good point guard. Like I've always liked his game from Atlanta. I like the way yeah, he's playing. Too. I like the way he's playing OKC too. Obviously. And don't be fooled. Like the dude's a sixth man on OKC because there's Chris Paul and Shea Gilgis Alexander. But the dude's <laughs> exactly. a start- but the dude's a starting point guard. Exactly. He's averaging 19 points a game in only like 30 minutes. Exactly. So I mean. It's like, you know, like with the Knicks, like we've been missing a legit point guard for so long. Yeah. And he would be a good look on the Knicks. But then it's like you look at the upcoming draft and there's so many young point guards in that draft that could possibly that could possibly be like good to great point guards in the future. And it's like, damn, you know, you're kind of conflicted because it's like, okay, we have a we might have a chance at Dennis Schroeder, but then it's like but then there's so many good young point guards coming up in this upcoming yeah, draft. You don't wanna you do not want to get in a situation where People are competing with minutes mm-hmm. so much that they're not, we're not developing the youth. Because yeah. that seems like the problem we're having right now. Mm-hmm. No one's been developing, but really, really, but RJ, who was getting all these minutes. Yeah. So we want to kind of stay away from that. I understand, though. I understand. I completely understand because we do need that point guard yeah. here. And if you look at all, a lot of our games, 
we've had a lot. We have a big problem shooting. And give this guy credit, man. The way he's shooting from three, 38% is not the norm. He was not a 38% shooter from three for his entire career. Like, he was mm-hmm. a mid-range guy. You know yeah. what I mean? And just the fact that he's even with Chris Paul. Chris Paul is that guy who kind of, he, he's a coach on the floor, but I also feel like when other point guards play under him, mm-hmm. they get better. Yeah. Just like, uh, what's the dude that was on the Pacers that uh, he's talking about joining the Lakers this offseason? What are you talking about? Collison? Darren Collison. Boom, thank you. Darren, yeah. When Darren Collison was on the Hornets, I feel like Darren Collison's best years was kind of when he was playing under Chris Paul. I feel like Chris Paul was kind of teaching him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I think you're right. It, it, I could. It, it's tough. <laughs> it, it, it's tough. I, I think we should stay away from it personally because what do what? Not that I don't mind him being here, but what do they want? Yeah, that too. What do they want? Like we have to give up assets to get them. Like what do they want? They have six draft picks already. Yeah. They want more draft picks. We like we. I don't think we're in a position where we're gonna want draft picks. We're gonna give them draft picks. So then, mm-hmm. then the question is: All right, are we giving up bets? I mean, logically speaking, like I would think that if OKC is thirty and twenty and and they're in playoff contention and they have a chance to win, my guess would be they'd actually want somebody that could actually help the team on a short term contract. That's my guess. And we have a lot of players on the team that are on short term deals that will expire next season where you know they can they can bring in a player like that to help their roster and at the same time shed some salary. But <clears throat> his thing, he's making fifteen point five million mm-hmm. this year and next year. So it's like any trade with the Knicks, and I'm looking to me anything that happens with the Knicks doesn't make sense because all of our players are probably around that same amount of money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the like two years, like we have with Bobby Portis. Why the hell would they want Bobby Portis? Scoring, ah, scoring, <laughs> yeah. scoring power forward. Like who do they like? Albert Payton. Why would they want Albert Payton for Dennis Schroeder? Yeah, that that doesn't make sense. <laughs> so, like every, every, so like the only thing that makes sense to me is like and Marcus Morris would probably make sense. Marcus Morris would give them more scoring pop, and then he's on a short term short term deal, so it's like his contract gets erased after this season. So Marcus Morris for Dennis Schroeder straight up. I would hate that, yo. Uh, yeah, I would, I would I, hate I, that. Uh, I would like him here, but then mm-hmm. it's, it's still the. If we do, well, if that happens, Alfred mm-hmm. Payton definitely has to go. Yeah, like if that happens, I would definitely do that deal we talked about when mm-hmm. we trade Alfred Payton into the Miami Heat mm-hmm. for um, uh, yo, who's yo? My, my brain is shutting off right now. Miami, wait, to um, the Miami Heat for um 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 um. Who's the dude who snuck the weed? The, the oh, weed Dion Waiters. Dion Waiters. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Stay off the weed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Salary dump. Elvin yeah. Payton, Dion Waiters for Dion Waiters in a pick. Mm-hmm. I would definitely do that. If that's the case, we're going to have a shoulder. So we at least still only have two point mm-hmm. guards. And then mm-hmm. if we draft a point guard, move Dennis Schroeder in the offseason mm-hmm. to another team for yeah. a pick. Yeah. I'm in my in my dream world. <laughs> I I would easily do something like okay, 
I'll take Dennis Schroeder and a first round pick from y'all for like Marcus Morris like that. That is not happening. <laughs> that is not happening. Dennis Schroeder and a first round pick? Yeah, for like Marcus Morris and yo, like at the end like Dennis Schroeder. You can't trade out of it, man. <laughs> Marcus Morris and like this this Marcus Morris to the Clippers thing, I can see. Mm-hmm. If we get Patrick Patterson in the pick, I can see that happening because Patrick Patterson is like, eh, mm. a pick. Yeah. Dennis Schroeder and a pick? Dog. I know. That's why I say it's my Dog. own. That's why I, I say it's okay, my okay, own okay, fantasy okay, world. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. I'll let you have that. I'll let you have that. Yeah, in my own fantasy world. Okay, yes. okay. All right, all right. So, I don't know. I'm, I like the guy. I really like the guy. I think I'm leaning towards no because I don't know. To me, whatever trade I can mm-hmm. come up with in my mind, it just doesn't seem to make sense. Yeah. Unless they do some Den- oh, Dennis Dennis for Dennis. Ah, they're not that stupid. Exactly. <laughs> then I know they're smoking crack in there. If they do that trade, I do not want Sam Presti here at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just a little respect for me. Word. <laughs> do Dennis for Dennis. Yeah. Oh, man. Ooh, speaking of Dennis for Dennis. More trade speculation news. Mm-hmm. So... This week, the Knicks... First of all, the Knicks the games this week. Knicks beat the Nets, mm-hmm. which I'm usually really happy about. It was, it was, a, little, it was a little sour, this game. Yeah, kind of somber. Yeah, somber. I, I usually would probably celebrate Gloat, talk about y'all, y'all mm-hmm. second second best team in New York. Y'all ain't nothing, but you, you can't even watch Patrick Ewan's cleats or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. But I'm not going to say any of that. <laughs> anyway, so... There was a game where the Knicks played the Charlotte Hornets, mm-hmm. and Dennis Smith Jr. played before Frank Lukina. Yeah. There have been rumors <clears throat> that he's on the trade block. There's also We also know that Dennis Smith Jr. is from... Charlotte. Well, he's not from Charlotte, but he's from North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. So when that game happened, I'm like, all right, the Knicks... The Knicks... Nick's about to trade it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about to happen. It's about to happen. Uh, but he played it horribly. <laughs> he played horribly. Game after that, it's been reported. So Frank only plays three minutes that game, plays it really good for three minutes, and like mm-hmm. force a turnover and hit a three. Next game after that, Frank, he's a DMP. Yeah. Dennis Smith Jr. plays a bunch of minutes. Eh. So so. So so. He seemed like he was engaged. He put it, he put forth the effort. Yeah. But he wasn't, you know, you know. That's, that's, that's all you can ask for at this point. Yeah, effort, yeah. Effort, effort. So my question <clears throat> to you is, do you think it's a stage? Do you feel like... Do you feel like Frank is really injured? First of all, I want to say... The Knicks are capping right now. <laughs> <laughs> Frank ain't hurt. Oh, he's doing he's doing jumping jacks in the ex- next. Ex- exactly. Oh, man. They're, they're trying to shop Dennis Smith Jr. So they give oh. Dennis Smith Jr. minutes right now so they can show other teams that, you know, what Dennis Smith Jr. can play. You know, he still got something to give. He got, still got something to offer because I put money on it. Put money? When the trade when the trade deadline passes, Frank coming back into the lineup. I put money oh, on it. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? Though I thought that for the for the for the for the the game versus uh uh I want to say North Carolina the game versus for Charlotte <laughs> uh-huh. versus Charlotte. I definitely was thinking, yo, this is a setup. Mm-hmm. They trying to trade him, and that's all it is. I think that might would have been for that game. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I think Frank. I think Frank might actually be hurt, yo. I think he's hurt, man. No cap. He hurt. 
I'll see after the trade deadline. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see after the trade deadline. Whew. Any, yo, there was mad news that happened over the few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, yo, I didn't want to touch on Steve Stout. Oh, yeah. Steve Stout. This is funny. So, Steve Stout, if you, as you heard, the Knicks are trying to rebrand themselves. Mm-hmm. And they hired, I don't, I don't remember the name of Steve Stout's company. Yeah. But they hired Steve Stout to rebrand the Knicks. And his statement was something to the line along the lines of, you know, winning cures all. Yeah. But uh, he also feels like the Knicks brand is tied to James Dolan and he feels like he should try to separate James Dolan from the Knicks brand. You see, I I, I see. Uh, he, he, it's, it, he, this tells me right there that he knows what the hell he's talking about. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, look, it's a pipe dream. Yeah. How the hell are you going to separate James Dolan from the brand is beyond me. But yeah. It's a pipe dream. Like, how? It, first of all, do you think it's even possible to do that? How do you do that? I, I honestly don't know, but I feel like if it's possible, he's going to have to tell James Dolan to stop coming to the games yeah, and, and and just, you know, just be in the background, you know, just don't even do anything. Just be yeah, in the don't background. Don't touch nothing. Exactly. Just be in the background. Take your Monica and keep it moving. Exactly. <laughs> no, I absolutely feel you. But I think he has, like, his thing, I feel like C-Tow is a genius. He's a cultural genius, mm-hmm. right? He's, he's done a lot in the hip hop space. Yeah. Uh, he knows what's cool and what's not like the way the nets are kind of moving with their jerseys mm-hmm. and the way they look i feel like he's kind of in tune with the culture enough because he's yeah. been around diddy and all these guys hip i got i feel like he can kind of give the knicks a nice cool jersey mm-hmm. you know yeah <laughs> nice little logo flip mm-hmm. uh, better halftime shows you yeah. know Nah. I, 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 the, the knicks have been improving in that department lately though you you, you like you like the the um the, the spinning the dishes on on the head thing? No, not that. No. But, 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 <laughs> you like but, the poodles addressed in Tim's lyrics scene? I, I mean, creative. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, because, like, the other day, like, they had, um, a boogie performing at halftime. They did have a boogie. Yeah, so I'm like, it's, so I'm like, it's a start. But the thing is, is that, like, I do, I do, like, I'm not going to front. I do like the work he did with the Nets. Like he, I think he did do a good job rebranding the Nets. He did, you know, and I just feel like with the Knicks now, like I do feel like the Knicks do need some type of rebranding in a way. But at the same time, I I, I don't know if they can go that same hip hop route as the Nets did. Like, yeah, it got it, 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 it got to be something different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't know what exactly, but it it got to be something different where you can make the Knicks look hip. But not go the same direction that the Nets are going. Might have to do something cleaner, like clean, minimum. I don't know. Not hip hop though. You yeah, you got to be opposite. Yeah, you can be like culturally, like cause even hip hop stuff. Like mm-hmm. now, everything is not a certain cliche mm-hmm. graffiti look. This is me speaking as a. If you don't know, I went to art school and I'm a mm-hmm. designer and all that. So like. So my other brain is going like, you don't have to go the cliche hip hop route. Um, cool. yeah. You don't have to. That. You, you can be hip-hop and sleek and mm-hmm. still look like sexy. We could do that. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, like, yeah, you could do that in Brooklyn because it's Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, you know, but it's like, Knicks, are, they play at Madison Square Garden like 
in front of like in you know in middle of rich ass Manhattan. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like it's 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 like it's it's like you gotta you have to make the Knicks hip, but at the same time you have to make them appealing to like the um the rich crowd or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's I don't it, even think it, you have it, to it, appeal it, the rich crowd to be honest with you. I feel like you can just screw the rich crowd. Mm-hmm. The rich crowd is gonna come because he doesn't come because of Knicks anyway. And mm-hmm. I feel like you just have to ignore them really. Yeah. Cause to be honest with you, I feel like the rich crowd just kind of I f- people follow Listen, man. People follow us, dog. I'm just, I'm just straight up. People follow us. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean. Don't get me wrong. Like, the New York is still a Knicks town, regardless. You know, it's just. I, I don't think it, you know what I mean by us, but I, <laughs> I mean us. Yeah. Like us. Like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I mean, you just have to, you just have to make the Knicks hip, but just don't go the same direction as Brooklyn. Right. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, and I will say this too, Charles Oakley. Charles Oakley likes to see South pairing. Mm-hmm. Charles Oakley has been vocal. He's been saying he's open to to being um, you know, reconciling stuff with Dolan. Mm-hmm. To me, one of the biggest blemishes on the Knicks right now is that relationship between Charles Oakley and James Dolan. Yeah. Now, if Dolan's going to hire Steve Stout and Steve Stout can be that middleman between Charles Oakley and, and, and Dolan, if he makes the logo ugly, the jerseys ugly, and, a, and he has a, a trash-ass halftime show, mm-hmm. it'll all be worth it if he can get Charles Oakley and Dolan back together and mm-hmm. we got Charles Oakley in the guard again. Yeah. I'll, I'll take all that. Yeah, facts. Deadass. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you know what? We can talk about some other stuff too. The trade deadline mm-hmm. is coming up. It's on Thursday. <sighs> Thursday. So, I just want to kind of touch on certain things like where, how do I ask this question? So, we've talked about a lot of trades that can go down. Like, what is your vision for the Knicks moving forward? My vision for the Knicks? Yeah, like, we talked about a lot of trades. We talked about uh, trading for Chris Paul, which I don't think is going to happen anymore. It seems mm-hmm. like it's going to happen. It's dead. Yeah. We talked about um, getting rid of Alfred Payton for a first-round pick to the Miami. Mm-hmm. We talked about... Uh, Possibly trading for Bogdanovich from the Sacramento Kings, who's a shooter. Mm-hmm. That shooting that Knicks desperately need. We talked about um, Dwayne Dedman coming from Sacramento Kings mm-hmm. uh, as a, as a stretch center. We've talked about numerous things. Marcus Morris going to the mm-hmm. Los Angeles Clippers. We've talked an exchange for draft picks. We've talked about possibly trading maybe some guys for for. Uh, Mo Bamba, maybe like a, a couple of a pick swap for Mo Bamba for the Magic since they seem like they're not using him. We talked about sw- swapping with the 76ers. Mm-hmm. Maybe trying to get Zaire Smith. Yeah. For for like maybe Wayne Ellington or somebody else who knows or or, or Bob Porter, whoever they want. Mm-hmm. What do you what is your vision for the Knicks? Like, do you see any of those? Like what what do you want to see happen at the trade deadline? Well, like the way I see it, like at the moment, the Knicks season right now is pretty much over because I mean, you're 14 and 36. So it's like chances of making the playoffs are pretty much dead at this moment. So I feel like for this second half of the season, the Knicks should put more of a concentration on developing the young players. 
Yeah. Could be, it's just like, at this point, it's like, why, what make, you know, what sense does it make to play the veterans right now? Like, the Knicks are not making the playoffs. So, right. I feel like, I don't know, I don't know if a fire sale should take, should take place, but the Knicks have to at least move, like, a couple veterans or so. Just, All right, just fire like, sale. All right, so, boom. Yeah, like, you know, so you can at least open up space for the younger guys to get minutes and have them develop. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, like, we have to see what these young guys are made of. You know what I'm saying? Because, right. because eventually it's like you're going to come to a point in time where it's like, okay, do we want to continue with this young player or not? How are we going to know that if, they, if they're playing like 10, 11 minutes a game? You have to give them time and see, you know, is this young player worth keeping or not? Absolutely. So, so, so in Ryan's vision of the Knicks, the first thing you would do is sell off some of these veterans. Yeah. Give the Knicks young players more burn. Looking down the list. First player got to go. First player that gotta go. I tell you right now, we gotta go first player. Well, Wayne Ellington definitely gotta go. Boom! There you go. <laughs> Wayne Ellington gotta go. Yeah. Number one option. <laughs> yeah, he definitely. Yeah, he definitely gotta go. Got um, my my guy Free Dot over here showing you how to do it, son. Like, yeah, he, he's time for you to go. Free got Free Dot. Goddamn it, son. Exactly. Um. So Wayne Ellington probably like I would like to get a second round pick from mm-hmm. him at this point. He is not playing well. He's playing worse than he's ever has in his entire career. Pressure bust pipes. He does not like the bright lights at MSG. Nope. So I we're not getting anything for him. That's a dub. I mean, at this point, I'll be I'll be happy trading for a bag of chips, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand, man. Yeah. Wayne Elton gotta go first. Yes. Second. Who else who's gotta go? Probably I gotta tell you. I, Alfred Payton. Woo! I can't ever Payton is two. Why do you say Elvin Payton? I like Payton, but it's like I want to see what Frank is made of, and I want to see if possible if Dennis Smith Jr. stays because I think there's a possibility that he might. No way! I, I think there's a possibility no. he might. What? I feel like you have to you have to figure out what you're gonna get out of these two players. Malik Monk. <laughs> <laughs> I I forgot to even talk about that rumor. I forgot I forgot to connect the dots with that. Because mm-hmm. Malik Monk's rumors, uh, the Knicks were interested in Malik Monk. So the so there was I was thinking, oh, they're trying to do a Dennis Smith Jr. for Malik Monk swap. But Malik what? Monk has been a damn on a tear on last week, raising his damn trade value. Yeah, but my my whole thing is like, what is our obsession with players in that damn draft class? Cause it's like, <laughs> Bruh. cause it's like, okay, we got Frank. Okay, then we did the KP trade and got Dennis Smith Jr., which was who was picked like right after Frank. And then like, what well, we're we gonna go after Malik Monk, who was in that same damn draft? Yeah, the thing like, is, what? <laughs> my thing is, why are we going after another guard? Like, okay. It's one thing if he's a guard that moves the needle, but Malik's monk ceiling is a six man off the bench. Yeah. That's a ceiling. That's a ceiling. We already have a guy. Isozo. Yeah. Who which, can be a scorer off the bench. Which, and, which, which we don't play. Which we don't play. <laughs> so we're going to take this guy on League Monk, another guy, mm-hmm. put him on the team and not give him minutes too? Yeah. that's Like that doesn't make no sense to me. It doesn't. No sense. But back to the... Malik Monk... Malik, if, 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 if you were to play Dennis Jr., I, honestly, I would like... I would rather... Because people were like, hey, would you trade up Dennis Smith Jr. for Malik Monk straight up? Mm-hmm. I would say no. Yeah. Give me the pick. I don't want Malik Monk. Give me the pick. Mm-hmm. 
I'm I'm good with the pick. Yeah, I would I would trade Dennis Smith Jr. straight up for a pick. And you keep Malik Monk. Yeah, pretty much. Boom. Second rounder. Yeah. Have a nice day. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you think Desmond Jr. is gonna stay? I have I, I that's my feeling. That's my gut feeling. I feel like he's going to stay. You need new guts. <laughs> <laughs> you got some new feelings. Cause I mean, I watched him play these last couple of games, and I'm like. I don't know any team that's going to trade for him right now, man. Ah, <laughs> yeah, you, nah, man. me neither, man. <laughs> Yo, his best game was yesterday when he had, like, what, six points and six assists? Yeah. It's, yeah, that fall for grace is hard, bro. Yeah. Hard, hard. All right. So, first you got Wayne Elton. Got to mm-hmm. go. Then you got... Alfred Payton. Alfred Payton. I don't know if I have a second, but go ahead. But you said... Yeah. My second would be Bobby Portis. Bob, you see, Bobby Portis is probably up there too. But my my concern with Bobby Portis is like, because I'm looking at I'm looking at it like, which players have the most value? Even though Wade, the only reason I have Wade Ellington first is because I'm like he's he just he's no just, value. Yeah, he's pretty much yeah, useless. Yeah, it's all about value. I yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's pretty much useless. So it's like buy, you know, be gone, you know, yeah. bag of chips. All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, Canadian T- penny. Got yeah, it. exactly. Make sure they're <laughs> Doritos, whatever. Right. Yeah, and then like the, so I'm going by value and. The reason why I have Alfred Payton in second is be, it's only because I think Dennis Smith Jr., I don't know who's going to take him at this moment watching him play these last couple of games, which is why I'm like, okay, we can't keep all three of these guys. So I was like, if nobody's going to take Dennis Smith Jr., let's see what we can get for Alfred Payton then. Mm. That's my thinking behind it. Then third would probably be Bobby Portis because... Bobby Portis, he's going to... Damn, yo! Not feeling the Haitian sensation, man. Stop what I say, man. What are you talking about, man? I, I have a lot of Haitian friends, but uh, I mean... Oh, uh, but he's not one of them. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't get me... I, I like Bobby Portis. Don't get me wrong. It's just... I, I don't know. I, I don't know how much. Here comes the lie. Yeah, I, I just don't know how much we're gonna get for him. Like honestly, second round pick. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Second yeah. round pick. Hey, I've heard there's teams interested in that in Bobby Porter, so it could happen. All right, then, all right. Then yeah, second round pick. Then I, right, you know, and then then after him is probably like not Julius Randle because he's on a three year contract. I'm giving Julius Randle at least one more year. I'm giving Julius Randle yeah. more time too. I feel. I feel. Maybe we'll have this conversation after that conversation. Mm-hmm. I feel like fans are very frustrated in Randall mm-hmm. because he's kind of the face of the franchise, but he's not really making the money of a franchise player mm-hmm. for fans to be that angry at him. I mean, the only reason I'm angry at Julius Randle is because of Dan's spin move. That's what oh, I'm that angry about. Oh, that spin move about. is atrocious. I, like, I, 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 I feel you on the spin move. Like, dude, stop, stop spinning left. Everybody knows you're going exactly, left. Exactly, that's what I'm you saying. You say you on your game every year on the summer, but you still haven't worked on going right. Spin right, my guy. That's like, come on, saying. I understand. It, 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 but it, it frustrates me every day of time because I'm like, yo, every time this dude drives to the basket, they're just waiting for that spin move. Just every, waiting. waiting. Wait. They're going to just guard for the spin back left. It's exactly. I get it though. I get it, but he's still giving you what six? Like what? He's... Yeah, like what? The other night he had like sixteen and sixteen. Yeah. So I mean, I would keep him one more season just to see, you know, the progression. You know, hopefully we can get some better players in next season and see what he would do next season. But um. And he's been way okay. And this is in a session with comparing him to Tim Hardaway Jr. Hmm. I'm sorry, man. It's not. He's not that bad. Julius Randle is a decent player. I said it. I said it. 
I said it. Yeah, he's decent, yeah. Julius Randle is a decent player. There, it's off my chest. He's you, not trash. You, you, you know he's what, not though? a superstar. He's a guy making $18 million a year who is a contributing player, but not a first option. Yeah. People keep comparing him to Tim Hardaway Jr., who was nah. also getting $18 million a year wait, and wait, was wait, so wait. much Wait, tra- wait, Julie's getting 21 he gets 21. 21. Yeah, 21. Yo, million respect, a year. Yo, get the facts up, man. <laughs> get the... He's, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's getting 21 million a year because I think he signed a three-year, 63 million deal. I mean, yeah, three-year, 63 million dollar deal. If I remember. Well, you better at math than me, so I'm gonna take your word for it. But still, <laughs> <laughs> he's not getting like he's not getting like franchise money. Yeah. My whole point is he's not getting <clears throat> franchise money. Even if you look at like on all stats between Julius Randle mm-hmm. and Tim Hardaway Jr., right? Tim Hardaway Jr. being the man making around the same money, I gotta say around now, mm-hmm. was like the worst player on the team. On all stats, he was like the ninth worst. Like he was like the third worst player on the team. You know the thing with Julius Randle? Just look up his contract right now. He's earning twenty point seventy million. That's the average. But like his base salary is eighteen million. Okay. Per year, and then like that, then like that final year, he gets more. All right. Yeah. So that yeah. final season, mm, see, that's the Jedi mind. That's the Jedi mind. Because the final year he gets more, but the final year is also that, a team that, option. Yeah, exactly. So we can take it away. Exactly. Uh huh. And the thing about Tim Hardaway Jr. is people can't, people cannot compare Julius Randle to Tim Hardaway Jr. Because even though Julius Randle's actually useful. <laughs> like because the thing with Julius Randle is like. Dude is actually, dude, when he, like, his shot selection is not terrible. You know, like, I'll give him that. The only thing that really frustrates me about Julius Randle is the fact that he cannot handle the ball, and sometimes he acts as a point forward, and then that damn spin move to the left that every defender sits on and strips him. That's the only thing that frustrates me about Julius Randle. Tim Hardaway Jr. will chuck it from any damn where. He does not pass the ball. He's just a damn chuck wagon at times. Like, I, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you can't really compare Tim Hardaway Jr. and Julius Randle. Yo, first, first and foremost, I'm going to say this. Julius Randle compared to Tim Hardaway Jr. Julius Randle actually has, like, kind of go-to moves. Yeah. Granted, everybody knows he's been left. Yeah. But he also has kind of a counter mm-hmm. that he doesn't use enough, which is like that little fadeaway, mm-hmm. fadeaway right shot that he, I feel like he needs to use more. Yeah. He, and he... And I also feel like I also feel like when you guys have to guys in the NBA have to be able to take over um, mismatch. They have to be, t- be able to take advantage of their mismatches. Mm-hmm. And I feel like whenever Tim Hardaway is using the game, he doesn't have like a go-to move. He's not really able to be like, you know what? I have a bigger guy on me, a small guy on me, so I can I can get my buckets. But Julius Randle, when he has that mismatch and then somebody can't handle it, is barbecue chicken all night long. Yeah. And you can just ride him out, pause, until mm-hmm. you get a win or that. We can't really, we could, there was nothing, there was nothing we could rely on in Tim Hardaway Jr. Mm-hmm. Even defensively. Yeah, defensively, nah. Even defensively, you could look at Tim Hardaway Jr. versus Julius Randle. Randall's and Julius Randle plays better one-on-one defense yeah. than Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah, he does. Now, now he's lazy sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes he doesn't run back on defense. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when this guy's motivated, he's locking up guards. Yeah. So I, I understand he's not always the brightest bulb every play. Mm-hmm. But he's not... 
He, he, he still has room to grow. He's still a young guy who has room to grow. Mm-hmm. And he's not bad. He's not trash. Exactly. And Julius Randle Yes. Boom. Circle back to the other conversation of who we're getting rid of and who we're keeping. Yeah. Julius Randle, I'm keeping. Yeah, one more season at least. One more season at least. Anybody else on this list? Marcus Morris. He, he Marcus Morris is on the bottom of this. Just, just for the simple fact that there's a part of me... I'm kind of like Kathy on this. There's, there's... Top of my list. Get rid of him second. <laughs> Wayne Ellington, Marcus Morris. Go ahead. There's a part of me that does want to keep him. If he does elect to come... If, if sentimental, he does, dog. you sentimental. If, 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 <laughs> if, if, he, if he does elect to come back, but then a part of me is like, you know what, it's best for him to go because we can get assets for him. And, um, and, and to be honest, like... We have Kevin Knox here, and we need to find out what the hell are we going to get from Kevin Man, Knox. Man, 11 minutes a game. You know what I'm saying? And as long as Marcus Morris is here, Kevin Knox is going to continue Dead. to get 10, 11 minutes a game. And then it's like, you know, how are we going to really find out what Kevin Knox is about if you're not going to give him the time? So, my, my list is all jumbled up. But, yeah, Marcus Morris would be on that list to the move as well. So And there is, it's been reported today that teams are also interested in Kevin Knox. Mm-hmm. Shocker. A little shocked. Yeah. Not gonna lie. He's gonna get down here. But people might be also be thinking, hey, these guys, they, they're just messing with all the young ta- talent because uh, Desmond Jr. was averaging 15 points a game until mm-hmm. he got here. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah, pretty much. But first on my list is, is Wayne Ellington. Second on my list, Marcus mm-hmm. Morris. Mm-hmm. Third on my list, Desmond Jr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fourth on my list, Bobby Portis. Fifth on my list, I like Alfred, but I don't like. I feel like Alfred to me is like a security blanket. Is like a mm-hmm. in case groin his groin mm-hmm. Frank's groin is. Oh uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll say this though: if if the Knicks are able to move Dennis Smith Jr., I would keep Alfred in that case because like you need at least two point guards, so it's like. You know, if Desmond Jr. is gone, then yeah, keep Alfred and have Frank. But then I don't want him to play after the trade deadline either. I don't want him. To, I don't want him to play after the trade deadline. Trade deadline. You see, you see, it's tough, man. But it's tough. But it's like, like I said, like you need at least two point guards. So it's like, me. My thinking is that I can't see Desmond Jr. being moved. So it's like, okay, you you get rid of Alfred then, and then have Frank and Dennis Smith Jr. just run the point for the rest of the season. But it's like, okay, if you're able to move Dennis Smith Jr., then fine. You can keep Alfred, but then it's like. Elvis been starting all this time. Then all of a sudden, you're going to be like, you know what? We're not going to make the playoffs. Frank, you're going to start. Elvis, you're going to come off the bench. You know what I'm saying? Like, You know what? Screw it. Move Elvis to Miami for the pick and Deion Waiters. <laughs> Bring up Lamar Peters. Mm-hmm. And let's go Lamar Peters, Kadeem Allen, Frank. Boom. Trade Dennis Smith Jr. to North Carolina. What for- we're going to do with Deion Waiters then? He's going to sit. <laughs> are we gonna cut him? That's, 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 that's the salary dump for a pick. That's all. This is a salary dump for a pick. Dude's actually gonna play a top of Miami now, though. We cut him. I don't care. We trying to cut him. I don't care. I just, I just want the pick. It's yeah. all about the. I just want the pick. Alright. But he's he's getting he's playing. Is he getting? He's trying to raise his damn value. Yo, stupid yeah. freaking Patrick. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. hate Pat Riley. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. He's getting quality time now, though. Like, like I think the other day I saw Miami facing. Damn, who are they facing? I forgot the team they were facing, but he was actually in there during crunch time minutes, and I was like, "Oh, oh man, raising his value <laughs> yeah. now. Now I can't. I, now I can't ask for the first pick now because now it's not even a salary dump anymore. Because who's value? You can. Could you, eh, it sucks, man. 
Yeah, and, and and he's actually showing that he has some value too. That's a thing too. So That's like... my whole theory. Uh, hopefully, the whole theory goes on. I mean, there's still other places we can trade. Do they want Alfred Payton with the Lakers? They need another guard, unless the rumor. I mean, they, they, I mean, they want a shooter though. He can't shoot. Yeah, he can't shoot. Like, but Rondo, I think Rondo's a better shooter than him. To be honest about it. Yo, that's a sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is sad. Rondo's a better shooter. Yeah, I think so. Damn, yo. All right, all right. Well, if we clear those guys, we at least we'll at least have roster spots open. Mm-hmm. So I still, I would definitely move Marcus Morris for the pick though. Mm-hmm. I would try to. I would engage. I definitely would engage Sacramento Kings for Dwayne Dedman because I still feel like he maybe he's being misused over there in Sacramento. He did have a decent game the other night. I think he scored like eleven points and had eleven rebounds, I believe, something like that. Yeah, and he's an actual center. He's not a fake. You know, he's like a, not like a power forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's an actual center. Yeah, he's a center center. <laughs> so he can block a shot and shoot threes. Like we need spacing. If you're gonna have all these guards who can't shoot, we need a center we can shoot threes. Mm-hmm. Like it's like meant like has to happen. Yeah. So I would definitely trade for Deadman. Dwayne Deadman. For sure. I think and think I think he's only I think it was like forty million. He doesn't have like a lot of contract. I think his mm-hmm. contract is pretty decent decent as well. Yeah, I think that thing's like a ten million year deal contract, I believe. Yeah, so trade for Deadman. Trade for trade for the way Deadman. Trade Marcus Moore for pick. Get Patterson, cut him. Uh, uh, trade Bobby Portis for a second rounder. Use the roster spots to use the roster spots to bring up Kenny Wooten mm-hmm. and Lamar Peters. Um. And then, damn. Yeah. All right. So just just quick. Um. Yeah, Dwayne Demon's contract. Mm-hmm. Actually, he's earning thirteen point three million a year. And the thing is, if we get Dwayne Dedman, he's going to at least be on the roster for two more seasons. That's not bad. Let's go. We roster two. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely with it. Yeah. Hell mm-hmm. yeah. Definitely do that. Um. For the Lakers, though, Marcus. Mm. I would also want. Wait, you think about trading Marcus to the Lakers? No, nah, hell no. Oh, <laughs> I was there. I thought about it for a second, but I want. I want the pick. I want mm-hmm. the pick. I want the pick more than than Kuz. All right. I want the pick more than Kuz. Screw Kuz. <laughs> <laughs> He's been balling lately, though. Every time, every time, every time I mention somebody, it's starting to be balling. Whatever. Yeah. Because he knows he wants to be traded. That's why he's trying to get get that value up too, yo. You want yeah. somebody to want him, man. Yes, so. Yeah, I think that's. I think I. Got everything. You know, also, I do also want Mo Bamba, but we already have yeah. we already have Deadman though. Yeah. But I would like to. I don't know. Yeah, how I, 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 I feel like it would be the Deadman or Mo Bamba. I don't think you can trade for both of them. Like it would have to be one or the other. Because Mo Bamba, I you know he used to shoot threes. And I know mm-hmm. he has the potential to do that, but I don't think he's being utilized that way in, in um in my in um Orlando. Yeah. You know what? I would if. No, let me go with. That. I'm just. I'm straight. I'm just go with Deadman. I'm mm-hmm. go with Deadman. I'm. I'm gonna lock that in. I'm gonna lock that in. Next year, go in there, draft the point guard, move whatever guard we have left, keep it moving. Okay. Boom. Maybe move Trier too. I mean, might as well because I mean, if there's no he's, minutes. Yeah, because there's, no, there's no, there's no, no minutes for him. Yeah, exactly. If he's not getting playing time, then you might as well move him. Maybe that'll be that. Maybe that'll be somewhere in that package for Sacramento. 
that could be somewhere somewhere to start. Yeah, possibility. All right, boom. Got that out the way. Did I? Did we talk about everything? Anything? Is there anything left for me to touch? Fight. The fight, the fight, the fight. Yeah. Yo, Mark, I want. Damn it, I forgot to hit up Kathy. Oh yeah. We started. We started actually later than we supposed to. It's like nine, six Mm -hmm. o'clock right now. Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. So, so we all know. Listen. First of all. Shout out to Alpha Payton for pushing homie out the, out the uh, off out the out of bounds line. Now, like you the real Jay MVP, Crowder. you the real MVP. He was here for the smoke. Jay Crowder, the the Jay Crowder, he deserved it. I'm sorry, he deserved it. Uh, let me let me stop talking like people saw what happened. Let me let me hold on. Let me revert back mm-hmm. and act like you don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. So the Knicks played. The Grizzlies. Thank you. The Knicks played the Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis Grizzlies were up by... 18, I believe. 18 points. 48 seconds left. Knicks inbound the ball. Alfred Payton is halfway paying attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay Crowder sneaks behind him and steals the ball. And runs directly to the three-point line to put up a shot. Now, if you're a basketball fan, you kind of know... That's, some, that's called running up the score. Mm-hmm. Like, when the game is over and there's no way for the team to come out and, and win, you run up the score. It's seen as disrespect to a lot of people because it's like, what, you just trying to improve your stats now? The game's already over. What are you, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Alfred Payton goes, oh, so you want to take the ball. Mm-hmm. Cool. Strolls up to the three-point line, pushes Jay Crowder to the floor, and says, what now? Mm-hmm. Pushing matches ensues. Knicks are pushing sack. Knicks are pushing Grizzlies. Grizzlies are pushing mix. Uh, uh, Marcus Morris comes in. He just <laughs> he pushes. Does, he puts a John Morant like went out the frame. He puts John Morant. Poor John Morant is only 125 pounds soaking wet. He wasn't even looking for the smoke. He just stood up to see what's going on, guys. Ah, yeah. All of a sudden, he's pushed out the frame. Ever paying suspended. Mm-hmm. And chaos is like, and 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 then is bad news all day. Mm-hmm. Side story: that Knicks game, that Knicks versus Grizzlies game, Jay Crowder and Marcus Morris were talking smack all day long. If you really, if you seen the little Spider Man meme, where like the Spider Man look at the other Spider Man, like mm-hmm. it's the same. They're really the same person, kind of like mentally. Yeah. Jay Crowder talks. First of all, Jay Crowder told Marcus Morris out of his game. Mm-hmm. If you watch that game, because they was talking smack every time there was a timeout or they walked close to each other. Marcus Morris pushed him with his shoulder. Uh, There's one time the ref missed it. Marcus Morris straight up pushed Jay Crowder out of bounds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Jay Crowder fell into the crowd. I was like, "What the hell? No one saw that." Mm-hmm. Tension was brewing. So, questions to you was it was it was it? How do you feel about Alfred Payton pushing? Jay Crowder, man. Like, had it. I'm, 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 I, know. I, I, might, I might have the unpopular opinion right now. Oh, here we go. Okay. To me, it's a bunch of misplaced energy. This, mm. this, is, this, is, this is why I say this. Because... Misplaced energy. Now, that energy, was, to me, was 
correctly placed. Nah, misplaced energy because <laughs> this is not the first time to me that the Knicks been disrespected like this in games. LeBron James. Water battle challenge. Yeah, but that but that was even not but that wasn't even this season. That was like past Knicks team. I'm sorry, I'm still I'm still holding. Yeah, right. But but my thing is is like the Knicks got smacked worse than this in games, and I did not see the same energy from the squad. It's not the smacking; it's the way. I don't I don't I don't care. I I don't care because this is this is my thing. After I forgot who scored the basket and the Grizzlies went up by 18. Everybody was moping around. Everybody was all sad and everything. <laughs> not, you know, not paying attention or whatnot. Julius Randle went out, went to get the ball out of bounds. All moping around, sad. Just tosses the ball in lazily. Alfred Payton, you know, all sad too. You know, not even paying attention and stuff. So I'm like, yo, if I'm Jay Crowd, I'm like, yo. Yo, send all hate mail to Sergi <laughs> is chilling at Instagram. <laughs> so, so if I'm Jay Crowder too, I'm like, yo. Y'all here all sad and everything. Y'all not paying attention. I'm stealing that ball too. F that. Because I'm like, yo, the game not over yet. This is not the last The possession. game is over. I, I don't give a damn. The game ain't fully over yet. It's fully not, over. It, 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 it's it, 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 it's, it's not. It's 48 seconds left. The game is up by damn near 30 points. The game is over. It don't matter. It does matter. It's not fully over yet. The only difference is, the only thing I would have done different was, after stealing the ball, I would have let time run out. And then when the shot clock was about to reach zero down, I would have put up the damn three. That would that would that's the only thing I would have done different in that game. If you were Crowder? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the only thing I would have done different. I wouldn't I wouldn't have stolen the ball and then hit the then go for the three right after. If you would have done that, then that might have been different. Yeah, that's the only if, thing I would have that's the only thing I would have done the different. Ball and just like, alright, I'm just chill. Mm-hmm. That would probably would have differently. Yeah, but my thing is that like, yo, I like, yeah, y'all understand y'all lost the game, you know, y'all yes. upset, but it's like, yo, y'all should still be more alert. Like, come on, Alfred Payton. Like, you see damn Jay Crowder hanging around in the backcourt, like, be more alert. Go come towards the ball. If he came towards the ball, then Jay Crowder wouldn't, wouldn't steal it. But no, he wanna but no, he wanna he wanna he wanna be all sad. I ain't with you, I'm sorry. He wanna be all sad and shit. And, yeah, and, yeah. And and, and 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 not pay attention, and, and that's what made Jay Crowder come and steal the ball. That's why you're on the floor. <laughs> I, no, I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand it. I understand. I, it's it's under it's unwritten rules of basketball. You know, you're not exactly. supposed to run up the score. But at the same time, I'm like y'all being y'all being lackadaisical and stuff. I don't blame Jay Crowder. You know for what? You know, you know what else I'll say too. I'll say I'll say this too. Alfred Payton he actually had a really good game. He had a triple. Damn, he had a triple double that game. Mm-hmm. Um, defensively though, I, I feel like it probably wasn't his best game. But you know, he he actually really tri- played balled out that game. But I still feel like. They went too far. I, I don't even talk about this subject anymore. Obviously, we have a different opinion on this one. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, obviously, they, I feel like they went too far, and I, and I wish the Knicks had that spirit during the game, that defensive spirit during the game to stop them. It, it didn't happen though. Mm-hmm. Jay Crowder, I feel like he had batteries back from the whole Marcus Morris back and forth all game, mm-hmm. and I think that's where that kind of energy came from. Mm-hmm. And now we just gotta live with it. It is what it is. We're not making no band playoffs. You got suspended one game. Big whip. Mm-hmm. Who cares? It happened. Yeah, but like I said, I, I kind of, like, I, I kind of like, I kind of like Elvin Payton's energy. He's like, yeah, I, I do it again. Did you, if you hear, did you hear the interview when he said he do it again? He said, okay, okay, well, I'll hold him to his word. If it happens again, I want to see you do it again. All right, I think he will. Yeah, but it's funny though because um, I was on Instagram, right, and you know. All the sports pages, they're posting, you know, the fight and everything between the Knicks and the Grizzlies, right? Right, right. This one dude left a comment, and he had me roll it. And he was like, yo, I'm not fighting anybody whose name is Alfred. 
He had to fight all, all his life. He had to fight. Yeah. Yo, if your name is Alfred, dog. First of all, Alfred starts with Elf. Yeah. <laughs> so you're already lost. Exactly. In life. Exactly. When it, yo, that that nickname thing when you growing up in the kid and kid, yeah, you're done for. Exactly. Like, Christmas time is coming. The jokes is coming. Do with it. Like yeah, I understand. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, he's like, I'm not fighting anybody whose first name is Alfred because you know you had he because you know he had to be fighting all his life from Hell kindergarten yeah, up. <laughs> Jesus, man. Must be the Louisiana boys either. Yeah. Man. I feel you. Alright. Work. This is this is the part when, this is the part when when I w- I want Kathy to be here. Yeah, Kathy would have and Kathy would have definitely added some smoke to this. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! Oh man, I wish Kathy was here for this segment. We talk about fights. Come on, Kathy. Yeah, because she would have added more smoke to the whole conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah especially yeah. when on Marcus Morris's comments after the um fight <laughs> ensued. Yeah, ensued, yes. <laughs> Ah, uh, what did you think about Marcus Morris's quote? What, what was his comments? What was his comments exactly again? Yeah, I only remember bits and pieces. Like, he basically said, like, Jay Crowder was acting feminine-like and, <laughs> you know, because of the flopping and stuff. You right, know? yeah. Yeah, something along those... Here's the thing. Like, everybody who heard Marcus Morris's comments basically understood what he meant. You know what I'm saying? Like... I don't think he he didn't mean to put women in that negative light. Like he was basically just trying to say like Jay Crowder's on the court acting like a bitch. Basically, right. basically what he's trying to say, but he just used the wrong words to explain it. Cause you know, cause you can't you can't say stuff like he was acting very feminine like on the court because he's flopping and this and that. Because it's like honestly, like if you want to be real about it. Like if Let's you watch real as we are, yeah. Like we watch, I, like I watch women's basketball games. Like chicks ain't really flapping like down the court. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's, keep it up. Let's keep it real. Exactly. So it's like, James Harden is. Yeah, James Harden is though. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so so it's like you can't really you can't really relate that. You know you can't say things like that in relation to flopping and things like that. Especially when women have their own league now, and they, and then when you, when you watch them play, it's like they're actually out there playing hard. Like they're not with the theatrics, like how the men are with the theatrics. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, you know, Mar- Mar- Marcus Moore should have just—I I feel like he sh- he would—he he was just better off just calling Jay Crowder a bitch. Like, whether, <laughs> like, like whether like, uh, yeah. he, you know, you know, like whether he got backlash for it or not or got fined, like he should just—he should just straight up said it. He probably, but <laughs> yo, here's the thing too. Like, I understand that point, but I think there's like probably unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. Probably unpopular opinion in terms of men mm-hmm. because when I lead a lot at least on Instagram I don't know what Twitter is Instagram and Twitter is like two different worlds yeah to be honest with you so honestly I feel like a lot of society has to unlearn certain things mm-hmm. and and I also feel like a lot of men have to unlearn certain things yeah and there's like a there's like a connotation between women and weakness mm-hmm. that's kind of been there throughout society for years and years, and it's just kind yeah. of married together. And I think it's time for it to not be married together. Yeah. And I think that's where that statement came <laughs> from. So when when well, that's not a big deal, we know we met. We met yeah, we know we met. We met. He meant weak. Yeah. But you don't have to. 
say exactly indirectly that women are weak because women aren't weak. Mm-hmm. They usually, like the head of families, they've like one, you know, had led nations. Mm-hmm. They they've inspired change. They've led led, led, led revolutions. Yeah. So I'm probably gonna be killed by a man of men, but I don't give a fuck. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the way I, I just feel like. I feel like the backlash was warranted. Mm-hmm. I understand what he meant. I'm not. I'm not going to kill Marcus North because I know where I came from and I had mm-hmm. to unlearn certain things as well. Yeah. So I'm not killing him, but I also understand like it's probably needed to happen and you're gonna learn from it, mm-hmm. and grow from it, and that it is. Yeah, like he would have been better off just saying like, "Yo, Jay Crowder's soft" or "Jay Crowder weak." Boom. You know, just that's, saying, that's exactly just what say, it was. Exactly. Jay, Crowder, Jay, Jay Crowder's soft. Mm-hmm. You weak for that. Bumped, you exactly. did flopping around trying to get extra calls when you mm-hmm. know you two fifty and do six hundred pushups a day. Like, come exactly. on, stop, stop it. Exactly. Like that's all he had to say. <laughs> that's all he had to say. But it didn't come out that way. It came out weird. Yeah. I, I know you learned his lesson since WA, WNBA players. Yeah, are all yeah, w, yeah. WNBA players were getting on them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, shout out to Marcus Morris. Keep apologizing. Yeah, you're gonna have to be doing it all week. Exactly. Another week too. Keep apologizing. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, yeah. And grow, and grow, and grow, and grow. Yes. And you can send me all the hate mail too at jcls 15 at G- at, uh, <laughs> Instagram. There you go. All right. Boom. Yeah. <sighs> Did we cover everything? I believe so. I, I hope we didn't leave anything out. I hope. <laughs> all right. Cool. So you know what? Since we did cover everything, it is time for the... Oh... The ooh picks. Oh boy. <laughs> which are the best picks of the week. All right, so Ryan, mm-hmm. let's get started with these ooh picks. All right, so my first ooh pick is going to No Handle Randall. No Handle Randall? Wait, you can't. No, wait, wait. <laughs> Time out. Flag on the play. Disrespect. You cannot call him No Handle Randall before you praise him, yo. That's kind of, that's wrong, son. That's wrong. I Julius No Handle Randall. <laughs> Damn man, I'm sorry, Ju. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, until my man and Poots is handling, stop doing that damn spin. Oh, the ooh pick though. Come on, man. Damn, that's pumping our prayers up. But yeah, fine, fine. But but uh, I am praising him on this play though. Okay. So against the Grizzlies, Dennis Smith Jr. steals the ball. He brings the ball up the court. He sees his man Julius Randle mm-hmm. on the left wing. Okay. So he passes him the ball. Wait, Desmond, really, wait, Desmond, should you play defense? Yeah, he actually he actually stole the ball. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Julius Randle got the ball at the wing, dribbled, mm-hmm. didn't, didn't do nothing fancy, just went straight to the rim. Like he, I think he went between like three Grizzlies defenders. Mm-hmm. Rose up, two handed, bam. shakalaka. Oh, I'll take that. Yes. So shout out Julius Randle. Shout out, shout out to oh, exactly yeah. Julius Randle. Yes, just improve your handle. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> he could, could not let that go. He had that like, here it comes. Yeah. <laughs> all right, good. And my second oop goes to Dennis Smith Jr., the forgotten Nick. The forgotten Nick. And he might be the soon the traded Nick. Yeah. But, when y'all listen to this episode, I wonder if everybody gonna still be here by the time this episode comes yeah, out. Yeah. True that. <laughs> So there was a play against um the Charlotte Hornets where in his hometown of North Carolina, he grabbed the rebound off a miss, mm-hmm. 
then he saw that, you know, there was, you know, players in the middle, so he had to try to, you know, block the, you know, try to block them, you know, from being able to block his shots. So okay. he went under the rim. Oh, the, under, is that what under yes, the movie? Yeah, yeah. The reverse layup. Okay. Yeah, got got it in. Oh. All right, the reverse layup. Oopsie do. I yeah. feel like that's the that's the Derrick Rose. I feel like I seen Derrick Rose do. This yeah, movie yeah, a lot. yeah. Derrick Rose does that play. He yeah. does that move a lot. Yeah. And I, when I watch him watch Dennis Smith Jr., I, I look at him and go. I hope he don't mess up his knee because I feel like I saw some video talking about the longevity of uh, this athleticism and it mm-hmm. being hindered by the way he twists in the air and things like that. And my thought came to my mind. Hopefully it never happens. Mm-hmm. But yeah, good move. Yes. That is All right, so I kind of cheated on my U-pick. I have one actual U-pick. All right. And one kind of fake one. <laughs> <laughs> First U-pick is my guy. Starts off with my guy. Money, money, make it Mitch. Money, make it Mitch. You know, money making mids, we see this guy, he's like, oh, he dunks, oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, he blocks shots. But yeah, this one starts off with the steal. Okay, Mitch. This, this guy, he's like, ah, I don't think I'm a center today. I'm going to be a point guard. Mm-hmm. Plays the passing lane, pokes away a steal. Ah, boom. Grabs the ball, starts dribbling down the court, sees my guy Elvin Payton at half court, tosses to Payton. Payton's dribbling, dribbling, sees Mitch keeps running. Mm-hmm. Mitch gives him the signal. Points to the sky. Alfred Payton tosses the ball up to Mitch, who catches it and dunks it. Boom shakalaka! For the U-pick. Oh. Yeah, I remember that play. Smooth, smooth. Yeah. And my next U-pick uh-huh. is just Alfred Payton pushing Jay Crowder to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hold that L. Yeah. Even though we, we lost the game. Yeah. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. <sighs> Those are my two oo picks. At least one oo and one one cheat oo. Yes. Alright. Now it is time for the bruh picks. Bruh. If you're a first time listener, the bruh picks are the worst plays of the week. And sometimes it don't even have to be a play. It doesn't have to be that. It could just be uh something stupid that happened in the week. Something that you, you know, should point out. It could be political. It could be as personal as your brother doing something stupid to you at a barbecue. It could be anything. Yes. Oh, and there is a lot of, ooh, I mean, well, a lot of bros. Yeah. Ryan's, Ryan, a.k.a. bruh man from the fifth floor, yes. he said he came in there with a lot of bruh picks, and he's going to... Edit them down to I don't know how many numbers. Yeah, because I, I I feel like if I go through all of them, it's gonna there's like ten. <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta I gotta kind of narrow them down. But okay, I'm gonna start all with right. this one because this is fairly recent. Okay. Okay, so um, college basketball, Houston versus Cincinnati. So there was a play. Cincinnati. Where, yes. Natty. Yes. Okay. So there was a play <laughs> where, Houston's Dijon. Jeru, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right because okay. his, his name because it's kind of French. So there was a play where the ball was on the floor mm-hmm. and he was fighting with Cincinnati's Keith Williams for the ball. As he wrote, as he dove to the floor and was trying to get his hand around the ball, you know Keith was still trying to, you know, reach down and take the ball from him. Mm-hmm. And my guy's face, Dejon. Goes into Keats' calf and bites him. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> also, Mike Tyson Bruh. type stuff. And he ends up getting suspended a game for doing so. What the? F- yes. Kind of savage. <laughs> kind of. What the hell? 
Yes. That. Mm. I, I have no word. I don't even. Uh, I didn't. I don't even know what to say about that. Somebody who's gonna bite. Like. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Took a took a chunk out of his um calf muscle. That you fight dirty. That's crazy. Yeah. And then another butt pick goes to Antonio Brown. Oh, of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So um, this past week, he there was an arrest warrant out for him because he allegedly threw a rock at a moving truck driver before taking part in a battery against him. What? Yeah. Bruh. He threw a rock? At a moving truck driver. Damn. Be- before taking part in, ba- in a battery against him. At least Joe Button didn't throw the rocks. Yeah. <laughs> and recently Antonio Brown came out and um basically apologized. And yeah, apologized and he's been acting a fool yeah. lately. And and I think he had some like interview with um Josina Anderson Josina Anderson from ESPN where like I guess he's trying to like improve his image or whatever. CTS though. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Messes messes with your, your your brain functions and exactly as you do irrational things. You, you can flip that. Flip yeah. that into the NFL. Yes. <laughs> and now I have to do it. Brup it goes to the Knicks and Knicks Twitter. Because somebody pointed this out on Twitter and I thought this was pretty hilarious. Oh Lord. They said this is the recap of the Knicks week. Alfred Payton fight. Mook Moore's comments. Sell the team chance to Dolan at the same Grizzlies game. Uh-huh. Nick's Twitter account posts the wrong date of Anthony Mason's death, which is oh. true. Which is true. Bruh. And Nick's Twitter account congratulates RJ Brown on Rise of Stars game and tags the wrong RJ Brown, which is also oh. true. <laughs> which is also Bruh. true. <laughs> Bruh. No, that's a whose man's is this. Yeah. That's a whose man's is this. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so Nick's Twitter has had a rough <laughs> week. <laughs> Nick, you... Bruh. Damn. That's the major L. Nick's Twitter. All right. Well, I have nothing to add to that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to just let that sit. Yep. And move on. <laughs> no bra picks for me this week. I have nothing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Lavar Ball, though, I have to give him a bra. Another one, bra. This guy, DJ Khaled, with another one. All right, because up? he was on TMZ with Ron Artest and Master P, talking about his sons, especially Lamelo Ball, because he's expected to be in this upcoming NBA draft. And he basically said. If the Knicks draft his son Lamelo Ball number one in the draft, and bring in and bring in his other sons Lonzo oh and my Angelo <laughs> with Bruh. with Mark Bruh. with Mark Jackson as the coach, the Knicks will turn into the next Warriors. <laughs> the Warriors of what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know what? First of all, we have like 27 point guards on the team by then. I know. How? And then they asked him, he was like, would you play all three of them together? And he was like, yes. And he's like, all you have to do is just pin him with two rebounders. That's it. <laughs> okay. So who's going to shoot? LaMelo? <laughs> all right. All right. I've had enough. It's time to go. <laughs> I've had enough. Oh God! All right, and one more bro pick. Oh yeah, okay. Because <laughs> because this this one has to be said. Be-
because if we did it last week, this would have been last week's, and this would have been the whose man's is this? Whose man's is this? This is why you brought me up in the fourth. Yes. The Kansas versus Kansas State brawl. I could not leave this one out. Mm-hmm. I have to break down the fight because people, if in case you haven't seen what happened, I'm gonna break it down for you. Firstly, oh, okay. Kansas was up on Kansas State by 22, and it was the final seconds on the shot clock, and the, and the Sousa on Kansas was dribbling the ball out. Mm. The dude from Kansas State stole the ball from him. Ran the ball down the court, mm-hmm. try, uh, and there was a Kansas player defending him. So he did a euro, which caused, the, which allowed D'Souza to recover, and D'Souza blocked his shot emphatically mm. into the stands. And the Kansas State player was on the ground. D'Souza started to stand over him, oh. intimidating him, like you Ooh. know, I blocked Ooh. your shot. Ooh. So K State players came and defended their player, of course, obviously. He got to. Yeah, and then a whole fight broke out. And D'Souza was there throwing haymakers mm. at the Kansas State players. Mm. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I don't know I don't know where this dude came from, but a K-State player in a black polo off the bench. Yeah, I already see this. Yeah, yeah, came through yeah, and, he, and, and, he, and, he, and he started fighting back. And, and you see, this is what I don't agree with right here. D'Souza threw like a couple punches at first, and the, and, and the dude, dude fell back a bit. But mm. the dude clearly wanted to smoke. So he was like, I'm going to eat those punches I'm a, and I'm going to attack you back. Right. So then he runs from the fight. Comes back with a... Mm, and, 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 allows, and allows his two teammates to, to basically have dude in the corner and stomping him out. Damn. <laughs> and then he came back with the, with the chair. <laughs> WWE, yo. <laughs> and then luckily one of Kansas's um, coaches were there to like take the chair out of his hand and knock some sense back into the dude. But my whole thing is... You cannot leave a fight to go and pick up a chair. Yes, you can. No, he did. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying that, nah, like, you cannot run from smoke and then try to go for a weapon after you tour your teammates are stomping out dude to the corner right there. Listen, man, people don't like to lose, though. You see what they realize. <laughs> but he's on a winning team. Yeah, I'm talking about fights. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but still, though, it's like, to me, it's like, yo, dog. Dude is basically one on one giving giving you a fair one. It was you know what I'm saying, and yo, it's like this, this is not this is this is not this is, this is not 1990s no more, dog. It's not. It, it, there's it, no such thing as fair no more. It's I, not. I'm sorry. I, it's it, not. It's, it's, <laughs> it's true, but it's not. It's true, but I'm like yo, if dude is giving you a fair one, and there's like nobody in between y'all to break it up. Yo, just dude, just give dude, you. Just I give feel him you, the especially fair in that one. circumstance when you're in a basketball court. Exactly. It's, it's different. I'm not even know right now. I'm five seven. If you told me, mm-hmm. I'm grabbing something. You know, right now, I don't care. <laughs> this yeah, is what it is. yeah, but this dude—that's not Canal's favorite. One. Yeah, but this, dude, yeah, but, yeah, but this dude's like six eight, six nine. Like, dog. Grab something. Well, yeah. <laughs> Cheating. <laughs> All right, yeah. uh, and that was good. That was a good one. Though. Yeah, and and the funny thing is that like because of the whole Kobe thing, like I actually had like a idea. To like actually like read this bro pick, and mm-hmm. I actually had like a whole acting scene. Oh my god! Planned out. We gonna save this for the next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but because of but because of the tragedy, like I kind of. Oh yeah, so, all right. Yeah, so I had, I had to change up. Good so, call. Yeah. I don't even know where you going, but I like the call already. Yeah, it, because I had this whole funny thing planned out where you know. Tell me off here. Tell me off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, chair beatings. Pushing. Oh, Lord. That is our show. Yes. For, 
thanks you guys for watching. Um, yeah, no Edson, no Cap, we still made it work. Over here, it's the G and J show. We do this all day. That's what we do. Yes, sir. So yeah, if you want to listen to us, definitely listen to us on YouTube.com slash Time Show. If you haven't listened to us there, watch us there. Are you dumb? Like, what are you doing? Get, exactly. Get on this. Are you slow? You gotta you can see our beautiful faces. For real, yo. <laughs> <laughs> and watch the Knicks talk with clips, with images. Like, come on. Exactly. Like, bugging. Anyway, so what? definitely do that. You can also listen to us on a variety of platforms as Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, Our Heart Radio. I don't know why I hit that rubber. And, um, and Dash Radio also is another Yes. Radio. And also iTunes. Oh, and iTunes, too. Yeah, yeah. Too. Yo, leave us leave us some some nice things on iTunes, man. Yes. It helps us get sponsors. Shout out to ours. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. And am I leaving anything else? Oh, merchandise. Oh yeah, you got the merch too. I have Maple Mamba merch, but I don't even know how I feel about having it up right now. Now nah, he don't even want to be known as Maple Mamba. It's kind of it's kind of hurts my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you definitely get the merch at thenickatimeshow.com. All right. Word. All right. So, and you can find me at JLS Draws Things on Instagram. That's JLS Draws Things. J E L L I S Draws Things. No dollar sign and nothing like that. It's just straight up like nothing. You know what I'm saying? Work mm-hmm. safe and everything. You know? mm-hmm. I won't embarrass you. All right. Word. <laughs> Where can they find you, boy? They can find me at Sergi is Chillin'. Sergi is Chillin'. That is S I R G is C H I L L I N. And I got something in the works. I haven't told anybody yet, but I got like the framework. For it done already. Okay. But your boy's actually going to write a book. Uh? Yeah. The Secret Life of the Naked Time Show. How to get started. <laughs> All written by Ryan G. Coming soon. Yes. So I got the character framework down packed already. So I got already the characters who's going to be in the book. And I'm about to start the outline. Of the story and then start the writing and then see where it goes. Talk to your boy because I've been before. I people don't know I draw. I actually was working on drawing a children's book a few years ago mm-hmm. before the KOT started. And then as I was drawing the book, KOT took off. And then I let the book go. But I had like a whole marketing plan in my mind on how to get that stuff out. And da, 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 yeah. So we got to talk off air about that stuff. Word. How to market your stuff. Anyway, that is our show, Nick Time Show. Just us. We out of here. Peace. Peace and love out to where you from. But all about the world they have come. Say I did. Bright lights, big city. Bright lights, big city. Don't do what I'm supposed to do. Represent for one of your city crew. Say again. Bright lights, big city. Bright lights, big city. York, New York, big city, your dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams.